Welcome back to the Physicians Helping Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Mudge Riley. I changed careers back in the early 2000s, and I found it difficult to find credible, reliable resources to help me. So once I successfully transitioned to a non-clinical career, I made it my mission to help other physicians who were looking at a possible non-clinical or non-traditional career, whether part-time, full-time, or just diversifying their career with a non-clinical side gig. I'm here today to talk to Dr. Japa Volchok of Vora Wound Physicians. He's here to tell his story, and we're going to talk a little bit about wound care for physicians as a non-clinical or non-traditional career. Welcome, Dr. Volchok. Thank you so much, Michelle. Really appreciate you having me on this morning. We're so excited to have you here because this is an area that physicians are asking about. And actually some physicians have no idea that, that wound care is even an option for them. So I know we'll go into that, um, but, but first, can you tell the listeners a little bit about your background and um, where you trained and, and what brought you to wound care? For sure. So I'm originally from Seattle, Washington, and uh, worked my way east over the years. And I ended up doing my undergraduate in Massachusetts and then going up to Maine to the University of New England College of Osteopathic. Um, I swore when I started medical school that uh, I was not going to be a surgeon. And uh, lo and behold, fourth year, that was the specialty I picked out. So I trained in the UMass system in general surgery and then uh, went to Virginia to train in vascular surgery. Awesome. All right. So you're, you're on this path. You're, you're going to be a surgeon, even though you said you would never do it. I, a lot of us are the same way. I'm a pathologist. And I said, no way. Pathologists are boring. They, they work in the basement. And then I chose that specialty. So back to you and surgery, what, what then um, contributed to your, um, I guess, path then in a different direction instead of doing your surgery for the next 40, 50 years? For sure. No, that's, that's a great question. You know, um, I really love surgery for, for a variety of, of different aspects. Um, one of them was being able to do a procedure and actually see, you know, a problem resolve um, sort of before your eyes, if you will. Um, that's not experienced in every, every specialty. Um, and then I got, you know, sort of interested in, in vascular as a, as a sub area of it. Um, but, you know, the transition for me from general surgery and vascular surgery to wound care was one that really came about um, as a result of, you know, crisis in my own personal life. Um, you know, we go through training and, you know, we go through medical school and, you know, sort of life runs alongside of those priorities and really gets forgotten at times. And so, you know, I, you know, was a victim of sexual abuse as a, as a young child from an older family member. Um, and it was something that I never dealt with. And the combination of the stress of training and practice and sleep deprivation, um, for me really led to a crisis point where I, I had, I had burned out, um, you know, my mental health was, was at risk and, you know, I had undiagnosed post-traumatic stress disorder and depression that I had never known existed. Um, but it got to the point of a suicide attempt. Um, and that really re 
oriented me to, to life, if you will, um, spent some time you know, sort of looking at where I was going and um, wound care came up at that time as an alternative. I was looking for, you know, options that wasn't going to put me back into, you know, a high call, high stress environment, um, but still allowed me to use my training and skills. Um, so I looked at a lot of non-clinical uh, jobs science liaison work at the time. And then I found Bora Wound Physicians and, you know, it was a really innovative company. This was about 12 years ago. Um, and at the time, you know, interviewed with the founder and owner through on Skype. Um, and that was when, you know, pretty much nobody was using Skype. I think, you know, the iPhone had come out year. Um, and so I said, oh, this is an interesting organization. And then, you know, looked into wound care and I started practicing with them. Wow. Well, first of all, I'm sorry for your experience and thank you for being so willing to share that because I know a lot of people go through these things and it's, it is hard to talk about. So I know you're probably helping someone else just by vocalizing that. Yeah, for sure. No, thank you for saying that, Michelle. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, the stress that can and life circumstances that can put someone in a position to consider suicide um, is, you know, just unbelievable until you've experienced that yourself. Um, you know, you can certainly empathize with it, but if you haven't gone through it, it's, it's not the same. And it's something that, you know, as physicians, I don't think we really talk about, um, you know, certainly not amongst our, our peers. Um, and I think a lot of times poorly among our patients. It is an important thing. Um, and it's something that, you know, you have to take that step and, and recognize that, you know, we're all vulnerable and we all have, um, you know, times that we need a helping hand. Um, and so, you know, there are professional options that, you know, physicians can, can get, um, you know, mental health professionals, you know, they're, they're all very, um, experienced in treating other professionals. I think, you know, we sort of tend to look at um, the need for a physician to go to a physician as something that, you know, sort of should never happen. Um, and when it comes to mental health, it's even more. So there's, there's help out there, I guess, is the point that I'm, I'm making. Um, and, you know, there are plenty of viable alternatives to the traditional career path for physicians that, you know, you don't have to consider the end of life as the option, just quitting those, um, I guess you could say, because um, I know that certainly crosses, uh, crosses the mind of physicians that feel like they're, they're trapped in their, their current occupation, either by, you know, financial circumstances or, you know, um, you know, peer pressure from, from colleagues or family members or, you know, expectations they place on themselves. So, you know, there are, there are options and, you know, choosing the, the living for whatever that might be, I think is probably the best option for anyone to make. Certainly was for myself. Um, I'm glad I made that decision years ago. I'm glad you made it too. <laughs> so it is hard to know what your options are. I know everyone who's, every physician who's struggled with what they wanted to do and thinking about a non-clinical or a non-traditional career has looked at things and thought, okay, pharma and insurance, those are my options. But, but really there are so many other options. So how did you find out what your options were and wade through the different um, things out there to find the credible, reliable information? For sure. So, you know, for me at the time, there, there really wasn't a lot that was available. Um, you know, I think there's, there are certainly more 
before um, today in terms of resources and other experiences and whatnot. Um, wound care was something that, you know, I had always um, been involved with, always had an interest, um, you know, it's something that the general surgeons train in, but other specialties, um, you know, get exposure to it and, you know, um, have some practice in that as well, you know, internal medicine, family practice, um, you know, there are aspects to wound care that are integral to their practice already, um, and oftentimes to their training, depending on, you know, what type of an environment they trained in. And so I knew that wound care there was an option. Um, I had a faculty mentor during my training that he actually went through his own, you know, sort of um, burnout through, you know, facing different litigation and, and hospital politics and whatnot. And he had actually gone into the wound, wound center and wound clinic. And so as a resident, you know, I got some exposure to that practice being developed and so I knew it was a viable alternative. Um, and so I started looking for that. Um, and that's how I found more wound physicians. But I think as far as, you know, physicians looking for, you know, another career outside of maybe their primary specialty, there are a lot of options that are, that are available today. Um, you know, I sort of break those down into ones that, you know, maybe require active board certification or board eligibility, and then pathways that, you know, either don't look for that to be maintained or perhaps are alternatives to um, the traditional finished residency and, you know, have your board certification in a particular area. And so wound care is really a neat niche um, because it's an area where, I describe it a lot of times to physicians that are interested as, you know, where emergency medicine was about 35 or 40 years ago in the sense that it's a really rapidly emerging niche specialty, but no single base um, specialty owns it per se. And so, you know, I think it's something that as time moves forward, physicians that are going into wound care and can receive good training from, you know, an existing organization or a, or a practice opportunity really set themselves up to become board certified in a future specialty. Um, that's where I see the direction of it going eventually, similar to what emergency medicine did, because as a niche area, it has some really significant nuances that aren't addressed by any one particular specialty right now. Yeah, that's interesting. So you did have some experience in knowing that wound care existed, which makes sense with your training. Did you have any experience doing the wound care other than as a resident when you went to Vora and were talking to them about getting a job? Yeah, I had some, I had done some work um, in in wound clinics before, and so when I came to Vora. Um, I didn't initially know what the practice you know, model was or what the job was entirely. Um, and that's when I learned, you know, from Dr. Vora, how he had started his practice. And so, you know, Dr. Vora is a physician that trained in South Florida, uh, an internist by training. But when he came out of practice, he was on faculty with uh, Sinai, one of the hospital systems here, and spent some time in their wound clinic and at the same time was starting his own private practice and was providing some coverage for hospice. Mm -hmm. And so he found himself going into nursing homes to care for his hospice patients, while at the same time he was sitting in the wound clinic dealing with logistics issues and continuity of care issues where patients were getting transported to him in the wound clinic from the nursing home, getting sent back. Nursing home was calling him at all kinds of hours to say, hey, we don't have your dressing that you wanted. Can we use something else? Um, and at the same time, he was in some of those same facilities taking care of hospice patients and he was getting hospice patients wounds to heal. 
Um, and so the local community kind of said, hey, can you take care of my patients? And really that became the start of for wound physicians and became the start of bringing the physician back to the patient's home, back to the bedside, um, you know, we used to be in an era of medicine, you know, I'm probably going to say hundred years ago, perhaps when, you know, the physician worked out of their home and went to where the patient was. And, you know, it was only with the advent of, you know, large hospitals and large hospital systems that medical care kind of shifted into an institutional setting a lot of times um, and wound care with it. Um, and so, you know, being able to bring the physician back to the bedside, work very closely with the care teams that are there on a daily basis, really enabled the wound care to be much more effective in terms of the clinical outcome and the healing, but also much more efficient and much more cost-effective. Yeah, what a great summary of the background of how Vora Wound Physicians came about. So of the different specialties, are there non-surgeons who work at, at Vora Wound Physicians? Yeah, so our group is about 45% um, non-surgeons, and those are primarily internal medicine and family practice um, by residency training or residency experience. The other, you know, around 50 to 60% are made up of surgeon, general surgeons and surgical subspecialties. Um, interestingly enough, we do also have, um, and you probably wouldn't, wouldn't assume this, and maybe you're listening orthopedic surgeons, uh, neurosurgeons, uh, OBGYNs. And so, you know, it's a type of a specialty where really, if you have the, the interest and the aptitude for doing clinical procedures, it's something that is, you know, readily adaptable um, to practice. And so the, the medicine portion of it, you know, the, the wound healing science and the managing comorbidities that contribute to wounds and whatnot, you know, that's, that's something that I think, you know, most all physicians um, are versed in, you know, different levels. Um, and then the procedural component, you know, is really having an interest and an aptitude. And that's more important than the base specialty. Um, and so, you know, I think for, for our group, you know, the split between, you know, surgical background and, and say non-surgical background is really more about um, what physicians are looking to transition out of than it is their specialty. Interesting. That's a great perspective. I would have never thought family medicine and internal medicine physicians would come to wound care if they were interested, but it sounds like they can. Same with OBGYN. No, they certainly can. Yeah. They certainly can, Michelle. And I would say that, you know, there's sort of a couple of different ends of the spectrum that I've observed is for, for family practice, you know, sort of the common theme is they're looking to get out of the sort of being in the, the paper business, let's say, where all you're doing is signing papers and pushing things around to move a patient to someone else. And at the end of the day, you get frustrated not being able to, to do much. Um, that's kind of one end. And then you have your, your surgeons on the other where they're dealing with minimizing um, margins that are happening in practice, increasing, you know, overhead expense, call demands, um, you know, weekends, and they're just looking to do something that, you know, gives them a little bit of life outside of work. 
Um, those are sort of two common groups that come into us. And so they come in and, you know, oftentimes, you know, they know wound care from, you know, some aspect of their practice, but they're not quite sure how a dedicated practice to it might work. And what they find after they've been working with us for a few months is that they get a very rewarding clinical practice from the aspect of being able to do procedures, either maintaining procedures they've done in the past or learning a new skill and, and managing a new skill, while at the same time, you know, seeing the satisfaction that patients have when their wounds heal and the gratitude that facility staff express because now they have someone that can help them with a problem that in the past, they really didn't have many options to turn to um, and certainly not ones that were excited about wounds and really wanted to, to help and solve a problem. Um, and if you've never practiced in long-term care, it's a, it's a really interesting practice environment because it's, it's about 60 to 70% um, patients that are living in the nursing home um, that's their home um, until until they you know die, and you are invited into their home, and so you get to hear some really fascinating stories about a generation that you know oftentimes no one else is listening to at this point, and it's a generation that many times still um, views physicians and the and the white coat, if you will, with a really high degree of respect. And so it adds a really neat aspect to the practice in that as a physician, you go from a setting perhaps where you have a million demands on you from all kinds of different people. And, you know, at the end of the day, oftentimes no one says thank you to now you're in an environment where, you know, maybe 75% of your patients, you know, they look forward to your coming and seeing them each week and are deeply grateful and by the way, their wounds actually are starting to heal and get better. And, you know, now they pass you in the hallway and say hello, um, not because they need to see you clinically, but because, you know, they're remembering the experience they had with you from a couple of months ago. So that's a really rewarding, neat piece of the wound care and the wound care and long-term care environment that our practice has. I am so glad you talked about that because we all go into medical school hoping to make a difference hoping to build relationships with people and see them getting better. And so many times now we just aren't able to see that because of the environment, the current environment of medicine that's really been changing over the past couple of decades. So, wow, it sounds like you actually get to go back to being a doctor in the way that we were all hoping to be when we went to med school. You really do, Michelle. And, you know, with the, with the board group, you know, the, practice support that is provided and the technology that's provided really enables a physician to go in and practice medicine and practice what they were trained to do without having to worry about a lot of administrative functions and, you know, really non-medical you know, things that physicians get tasked with. Um, the electronic medical record that the group uses is one that, and I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure you know my counterpart, Dr. Leonard, has done a lot of work in developing, and it's a physician-developed niche-specific product or tool that makes it so that you don't have to fill out silly stuff just because, you know, somebody in a programming room decided that, you know, they wanted to ask you what size the left shoe was every time you went and saw a patient with a cough. Um, so, you know, that's an aspect of the practice that makes it so that, you know, the things you need to do, you do, and the rest of it is medicine and is clinical work. Wow. 
Fascinating. So tell me then if you're a physician who's listening, who might want to do this, but let's say you didn't finish your residency or you've let your boards go or your license go, is it an option for you to come to wound care? Yes, it certainly is. Um, and there are, there are a lot of different opportunities. Um, you know, Vora is the largest um, physician group in the post-acute environment providing wound care in the U.S. Um, you know, we have, you know, broad, um, criteria for physicians that join us, but we have physicians that have not completed residency um, from surgical backgrounds, from non-surgical backgrounds, um, physicians that have, you know, left practice and are, you know, re-entering or have re-entered practice, but, you know, maybe they just didn't um, enjoy going back to family practice and they're looking for something else um, that have come and joined us. So there's a lot of opportunity for, you know, physicians that have taken a pause for medicine or have left it entirely for a period of time, or, you know, maybe didn't, didn't finish the residency that they set out to for, you know, whatever the reason might be. Um, and wound care is really a, a viable specialty to go into. As I mentioned earlier, um, it's one that through working with, with an organization like Vora, it will likely lead to board certification in a particular niche someday. Um, that's kind of the, the environment of wound care right now as a specialty. It's going to move to become a recognized board. Um, it's, not a, it's not a board for anyone particular, um, especially right now. It's not an added qualification. Uh, there are a couple of organizations that have been around for you know, 20 years or so that do have certifying exams and, and issue you know, a recognized certificate. Um, and Vora has a, has a fellowship, um, you know, a nine-month fellowship that we've put all of our providers through that also um, can lead to future certification and you know, has a certifi certification that goes with it. So there's a lot of opportunity there for physicians that are interesting to make a transition um, either from a, from a current you know, area of medicine or into a new area um, that have been out of medicine maybe for some time. Wow. I'm glad you mentioned the training program because I know all of us physicians sort of worry about going into something that we may have no experience in and how can we succeed and do well. Um, so, so as a physician with Vora uh, Wound Physicians, where geographically are your locations? Would someone say have to move down to Florida or are there options all over the country? There are options um, across the country. We, we provide services in 28 states um, and you know, we, we grow on an annual basis. So you know, Florida is certainly an option, but uh, there are opportunities throughout the country um, pretty much anywhere that there is any sort of a population density, you'll find a, a more opportunity or more provider. Well, and I'm sure with the aging population that the opportunities are only increasing. So <laughs> is that right? That is absolutely correct. You know, um, I didn't I didn't realize this until I spent some time looking at it, but the population where diabetes is growing the fastest right now is the 65 plus age population. And so, you know, the need over the next, you know, five to 10 years is growing exponentially as the population ages around wound care and, you know, medical conditions that relate to that and diabetes being one of them. So there's a tremendous need. There's a tremendous need for patients that are in the home setting and, you know, COVID has changed everything for, for everyone, I think, uh, for the last year and, and probably, you know, moving forward. And, and one of the things that that's done is, push telemedicine forward by probably 10 to 15 years from both the, the provider community, but also the healthcare consumer. Um, and so we 
as a group have provided telemedicine for about eight years, but during COVID, um, you know, pivoted our entire practice. Um, we were providing about of our encounters through telemedicine um, at one point. And we're now about to, about to launch our own technology um, that has uh, moved past anything that's available on the market in terms of um, patient experience and image quality and connectivity. And that's something that's going to be integrated into our EMR. So you know, a lot of innovation going on around telemedicine and we've kept up with that and integrated into our practice. So it adds an opportunity for patients being able to access specialists in a way that hasn't been seen before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because COVID really has changed things for a lot of companies and um, in some companies it's diminished opportunities, but it doesn't sound like that's the case here that you guys really have been innovative and there are actually more opportunities now. Is that right? That's absolutely correct, Michelle. You know, it's interesting. One of, one of the things that we did in the, in the midst of COVID is we did a, did a project with a large, uh, Medicare Advantage and Medicaid payer in Texas. And that was something that we've been talking about for a while that was going to be providing physicians into the home and working with home health for patients around wounds. And with the advent of COVID, that all got put on hold. Um, but we went back and started to discuss, let's do this through telehealth. And so we actually did that. And just a pure telehealth um, model where the physician is interacting with the patient, we were able to prove a tremendous benefit and a tremendous wound healing for a very high need and chronic population. These were patients with stage three and stage four pressure ulcers that in many cases had been there for several years. Um, and these members, they were seeing their wounds heal um, just in a short period of a couple of months. And you know, their feedback to the payer was, was amazing because you know, they were going back and saying, you know, I can't believe that the doctor you know, saw me every week as needed on, on the telehealth and the wound that I've had for seven years, it's healed. Um, and so, you know, there is certainly an application for telemedicine and telehealth options in wound care that can make a big impact on patients and, and their you know, quality of life. Well, so here's the thing. I do a lot of non-clinical stuff and you have gotten me so excited about wound care. And I know that our listeners are probably the same way. There are probably some people just chomping at the bit to get some more information and, and start pursuing a, a job or a career with you guys. So what's the best way for any physician who may be listening to this to reach out, to get more information, to start those conversations? For sure. So, you know, the, the easiest is just to go to our website, vorawoundcare.com. The other is, and I'm sure there's probably going to be some follow-up links to your podcast and whatnot. Anyone can reach out to me at any time. You know, like you can have my email address and whatnot. Happy to have a conversation, um, point someone in a direction. If I can't answer it and whatnot, but uh, you know, the website that we have has a lot of information. It has educational opportunities there. You know, both for physicians and non-physicians. Uh, so that'd be a good place to start. Perfect. Yeah, I think that sounds great. And. I believe we will have a physician who works with Vora Wound Physicians at the March Physicians Helping Physicians Conference talking about just the day and the life of. So that will be another opportunity for anyone who's interested to just learn a little bit more about being a physician working in wound care. Sounds like a great idea. So is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with? You've just given us a ton of amazing information, but is, is there anything that you just like to leave anyone with? 
You know, Michelle, I think what I would just say, and it really comes from a, from a personal point, which is, you know, there there's always opportunity and there's always hope. Um, you know, I I like to to illustrate sometimes. I ask the question, you know, what's left in Pandora's box, and you know, a few people will answer the questions correctly, but what's left in Pandora's box is hope. Um, and so that was what was contained at the end after the box was opened. So, you know, there's always hope, there's always opportunity and wound care is one of those to consider. I really like talking with you. You are so resilient and so hopeful and empowering to other people. I mean, you, you're just a great role model and it's, it's wonderful because I know a lot of us as we're kind of considering a, a career outside of the traditional patient centric, well, I guess not patient centric because everything's patient centric, but um, patient care model, um, we, we all kind of wonder what is there for me and am I a failure or why did I go to medical school if I'm not going to be seeing patients over and over in the traditional way? And so, I mean, that's part of what I try to communicate that you can be a physician in this world doing something non-clinical and have just as big of an impact, maybe more so. I, I really love that you are talking about this too. And I think more people need to talk about it because in medical school, we don't get information on what else we can do with our, our knowledge and our, our intellectual prowess and our interest in healing and helping others. So thank you so much just for telling your story and talking about this as an option. I, I, I would be shocked if there weren't hundreds of people coming to your door asking for a job because this is just, it's great. So thank you. For sure, Michelle. Thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you hopefully in the future. We'll do a follow-up podcast, but for now, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this Physicians Helping Physicians podcast. If you are jazzed up after listening to this, hit that subscribe button or check out more at Physicians Helping Physicians, www.phphysicians with an S on the end. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you.